When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Awesomes. It's Meg, and I wanted to tell you that we did something a little bit different with this week's episode. Rebecca and I have been planning this romance starter pack for you for months, and we finally recorded it last week. Well, surprise, surprise to no one, it ended up being over an hour and a half long. What on this earth? We obviously have so many words about romance novels. So what we've done is broken down the romance starter pack into a part one and a part two. Everyone gets part one today and our superstar Patreon supporters will also get part two ad-free in their Superstar podcast feed today. Now, Superstars, go check your podcast feed for part two of this episode when you're done with part one. All of our other awesomes, you're going to get part two next Friday. Now, of course, it's never too late to sign up to become a Superstar Awesome at patreon.com slash sort of awesome. And again, part one of the Romance Starter Pack is today. Next week, you will get a brand new Awesome of the Week from me and Rebecca and part two of the Romance Starter Pack right here in the regular Sort of Awesome feed. Okay, let's get to the show. It's May 27th, 2022, and we are on the very cusp of summer. So, you know, that means the weather's going to get hot and steamy for most of us. And it does seem like that makes it the perfect time to add a little hot and steamy to our reading lists too. You know I'm all about being a little hot and bothered to be joined by my dear friend and longtime co-host and absolute goddess among women when it comes to reading romance novels, Ms. Rebecca Hoffer. Rebecca, hello and how are you? I was not prepared for that introduction. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's just facts though, truly. When it comes to reading romance, you have become such a point person for me a truly reliable source of recommendation and someone that I always know I'm going to have so much fun talking about romance with. I'm so delighted by this conversation topic. We are going to be talking about romance novels today in case you didn't notice that from the title of this episode. And I'm so thankful for this idea from you. You kind of been kicking this idea around for a little while, right? Well, the truth of the matter is, is I have been slowly getting more and more comfortable in sharing about my obsession with romance yes. novels. And yep. honestly, most of our conversations about romance novels are happening just with the superstar supporters. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time that we bring the awesome of romance to the awesomes as a whole and bring them into this conversation. So that's what we're doing today. Yes, ma'am. It's so true. The superstars have heard us go on and on about romance novels over in the Sort of Spicy series on Patreon. But as Rebecca said, we're bringing it mainstream today. You know, there used to be a time when there was only like a certain kind of romance novel, certain kind of romance novel reader. And maybe we didn't want to identify that way. But the romance genre has had such an explosion of acceptance and of incredible writing and books and discussion groups and all kinds of things that we feel like, hey, you know what? Let's put together kind of a starter pack. So if you are 
romance reluctant. Maybe you're romance resistant as I used to be, or maybe you're like romance curious. Maybe you're a romance goddess like Rebecca. No worries. (laughs) We've put together a really fun list to get you started into the whole romance genre of books and reading. Truly, we have got selections for people who like a really clean and wholesome romance, right, Rebecca? Like very like proper romance all the way to, oh my gosh, my face is blushing just talking about this book. When Rebecca and I got on the microphone and started talking today, she was like, how are you? And I said, I'm nervous (laughs) because there's going to be a book to discuss today. It's a racy one. So yeah, I cannot wait. We've got so much. (laughs) We have so much romance goodness for you. We really are about to kick off summer. So why not grab a few romance novels to get started into the hot and steamy season. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that's all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We are so thrilled to tell you that you have found one of the best places in the world to be if you're looking for support or maybe friendship and definitely ways to make your life a little bit better and, in fact, a little more awesome. I do want to take a minute to give a big shout out to our superstars. As we mentioned, our superstars are our Patreon supporters for Sorta Awesome. They make so many things possible for the entire awesome community with their support. So superstars, we love you so much. If this summer seems like the right time for you to finally take the plunge and support us on Patreon, well, you're going to get access to that whole entire sort of spicy series that we created just for our superstar awesomes. You get ad-free versions of this show. You get a texting number so you can get and receive text messages from us. People love to text us their book recommendations romance and otherwise. We have so many great conversations with our Superstar Awesomes via text. You can find out how to do all of that when you go to sortaawesomeshow.com slash Patreon. All right, Rebecca, we do have so much book talk. I have spent so long, like hours, preparing for this episode. It always takes me so long to think about how to talk about books. And I'm so excited to get into it. Rebecca, I know you've got a whole list planned too. This is going to be so fun. Before we get to all of that, though, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. Awesome of the Week, of course, is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, maybe it's a movie, a podcast, a new product, something that's bringing a little extra sparkle to our days. Rebecca, what do you have for Awesome of the Week this week? Okay, my Awesome of the Week is a show on Netflix called... School of Chocolate. Have you watched? I have not. I've never even heard of this, and I'm on Netflix pretty often. Okay, well, it is a reality TV show, and it is, like, sort of competition style, as in, like, the British Bake Off show. Got it. Okay, so you may have seen the head chef. He's huge. He is viral on TikTok. He is a French chef. Oh, have you seen these like massive, elaborate chocolate sculptures? I know exactly who you're talking about. He comes up in my For You page feed often. So now I'm tracking with you for sure. Yes. Okay. 
He has 8.5 million followers on TikTok and for good reason, because he creates these absolutely epic sculptures out of chocolate and his name. OK, so he's a French chef. I don't know how to say his name in English. I don't really know how to say it in French, but <laughs> here, here is an attempt. His name is Amari Gachon. Oh, that was very French. <laughs> okay, thank you. Very, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> very French. Très bien. <laughs> Chef Guichon put together this school of chocolate. So it is like part education for these people who are chefs who are looking to improve their pastry skills and their chocolatiering skills, I believe they call it. Uh-huh. Part school, yes. part education, part competition, because there is quite Ooh, a decent prize at the end. But Ooh. the thing that I really like about this show is that it does kind of give me some of those British Bake Off vibes where people are rooting for each other. They are working together. They're helping each other out. It's not super like cutthroat. I mean, there definitely is some tension and like people want to win, but it's not like everyone just out for themselves. Like they're working together in teams and there's that camaraderie that, you know, together as they fail and as they succeed. And the chocolate is just, <laughs> I mean, the things that they make are just so incredible. So School of Chocolate, it's only eight episodes on Netflix. It's such a delightful show to kind of, you know, put on with the family as like, you're like, uh, you know, maybe people should be winding down for bed, but like we have a little bit of time. Well, let's just throw on School of Chocolate. You know, it's, it's like a low stakes, feel good yes. type of show. Mm -hmm. Perfect for mm -hmm. the summer as you guys are like struggling to figure out what's something that would appeal to different age ranges. Yes. The chef is so good at encouraging and teaching and just this. I cannot overstate how incredible his chocolate skills are. It's just a sight to be seen. So, again, it's School of Chocolate on Netflix. I watched it with my family and we absolutely loved it. This sounds amazing. I had no idea that he had a show on Netflix. We will definitely have to put some of his TikToks on sort of awesome social media this week so that if you are not tuned into that TikTok life like Rebecca and I are, you can still experience some of what we're talking about. And then again, yeah, this sounds like a great show for the whole family. Perfect for this time of year. So I definitely am going to check it out too. Okay. Well, you know, there is certainly times of the month and times of our lives when we're craving chocolate more than others. We're going to talk about, I'm going to make this segue from chocolate into <laughs> okay. talking about periods. <laughs> Fantastic. A super easy segue, truthfully, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. I have a new period tracker app to tell you guys about. It's called the Stardust app. And speaking of TikTok, I heard about this app on TikTok. Actually, my friend Julie sent me a TikTok about this app. I went and downloaded it immediately. And Rebecca, I'm in love with it. Now, I've briefly mentioned in various times and places throughout the history of Sort of Awesome that I have been tracking my periods because I track my fertility. I've been doing this for years. I have primarily used the Kendara app. I mean, I've used this since long before the twins were born, and it's been really great for helping to track my fertility and all of those things. But honestly, it's got so many things programmed into it. It's a great app so many functions, but it's a little bit more than I need. I just kind of need the basics. I need to know 
when I'm going to start my next cycle and when I'm going to ovulate. So I am super loving this app, Stardust. It is women-founded. It's dedicated to really empowering women to track their periods and all that goes along with it, and also dedicated to privacy. So I think this is why it's gotten really big on TikTok recently. They state specifically that your data will never be sold. Your data is also encrypted, so it can never be accessed by a third party. So if that is something that you have had concerns about when it comes to period trackers, I think you're going to love Stardust. Or if you're like me and you just are like, this is a thing that I need in my life, why not make it fun? I think you're going to love Stardust as well. So let me tell you the description that they have for this app. It says, it's no coincidence that the length of your menstrual cycle exactly matches the waxing and waning of the moon. This is how you know this app is specifically for me, Rebecca. <laughs> Listen to this next <laughs> sentence. Yeah, you kind of lost me, but I know that it intrigues you. <laughs> exactly. Listen to this next sentence. Harness your inner cosmic energy with Stardust, an app that integrates science, astronomy, and artificial intelligence to connect your hormonal cycle with the cycles of larger celestial bodies, the stars, planets, sun, and moon. <laughs> Is this not brilliance? Is this not amazing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it so much. I'm glad that you love it. That type of uh, yeah. dialogue, that type of verbiage tends to lose me, but I am <laughs> so glad that it snags your attention. <laughs> it totally does. And I love, it truly makes your... Like, how can I say this? It totally normalizes and embraces all of the ups and downs of your monthly cycle and allows you to kind of like have fun with it. And this is like the most shame-free embrace it all app that I've ever used for anything that has to do with periods and fertility. So they give you like a daily notification and it always has something to do with where you are in your cycle. So like a couple of days ago, I ovulated. Sorry if that's TMI. But I got like a notification first thing in the morning. And they're like, it's the big day. You're ovulating today. And then like this morning, I got a notification that was like, try to set the world record for snacking today. Like, it's just, it helps you kind of connect with where you are in your cycle every day, which as a woman, we know that this is part of our lives every single day. It does all kinds of things like, tells you not just where you are in your cycle, but it also says like where the moon is in its 30-day-ish cycle and like how that's going to affect your mood and those kinds of things. It tells you what kind of a cycle witch you are based oh on. Word. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really so cool. I got Daisy on here. She and I have been loving it. Let me tell you what kind of cycle witch I am, okay? Let me open up my stardust. Okay. Cycle type. I'm a white witch. As a white witch, it says, your period is synced to the new moon. Your body mirrors nature. You bleed when the sky is at its darkest and ovulate with the full moon when the earth itself is also at its most fertile. Talk about extreme cosmic alignment. White moon witches are traditionally linked to positions of creativity, collaboration, and nurturing. Your domain is that of growth and enchantment. Who doesn't want to know that based on when you get your period? I, I can't. <laughs> I feel like you're not as into this idea as I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
love what you love. I love this for you. This is not for me. This is not for me. Although I do think that description sounds a lot like you. You are incredibly collaborative, creative, and nurturing. I mean, 100% those words describe you to a T. Thank you. That's very kind. And who knew it was because of when I get my period every month. I'm sure it's all because of that. (laughs) So honestly, I am so in love with this. Julie's been using it. She loves it. Like I said, Daisy, my 17-year-old, has been using it. She loves it. So if you're a little on the woo-woo side like I am, and you are all about embracing all of the parts of all of this cycle business, Highly, highly recommend Stardust. As of right now, it's totally free. I don't know, you know, how apps kind of go through like these different startup phases when they, you know, put everything out there and it's free and you don't have to pay. Like you get a lot of functionality for absolutely free with this app, which I also appreciate very much too. So I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys to check that out. And then you can tell me what kind of cycle witch you are (laughs) after you download Uh, that was unexpected. (laughs) Okay. We have so much to talk about in the realm, in the world of romance novels. We're going to get to that here in just a few minutes. And I do want to say, obviously, those were our awesomes of the week. We always love to hear what is awesome from you guys. So come find us on social media at Sorta Awesome Show on Facebook, search for the Sorta Awesome Hangout, because we do love to hear what's awesome in your life. And here's the thing, as we go into the summer season, It is traditionally a time, Rebecca, you know this, you've seen this happen in our community every year for seven years. Summer is a season where we think it's going to be like so easy breezy, but it actually can be really stressful. And I always see our community come together to support each other through all kinds of troubleshooting and help me solve this and help me plan this kind of thing related to the summer. So come find us on social media. It's a really important time of year to connect with the awesomes. We have so much connection to do via the world of romance. We're going to get to that when we come right back. So awesomes, I am a person who is very picky about shoes. I have foot pain issues. They have plagued me my whole adult life. So when I buy a new pair of shoes, I need something that can keep me pain-free all day. And of course, they need to be cute too. That is one of the many reasons why I am so in love with my Rothy's. Rothy's are insanely comfortable. They're kind of like wearing slippers, only way, way cuter. In fact, every single time I wear my Rothy's, like my flats or my drivers around town, I always get compliments on them, which feels pretty awesome. Another thing that feels pretty awesome is knowing that I never, ever have to worry about shoe stink with my Rothy's. I just toss them in the washer and bada bing, they are fresh and clean and ready to keep my feet feeling awesome. All of this means they are perfect to take with you when you travel. They're eye-catching, they're easy to clean, and best of all, they are super comfortable. And of course, you know, Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. All of their products are knit from thread made from plastic water bottles. They've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. So friends, your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off of your first purchase at rothys.com slash awesome. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash awesome for $20 off of your first order. Friends, every time I turn around, one of my kids has outgrown all of their clothes pretty much overnight. And honestly, I barely have the time and energy to decide what I'm going to wear let alone all the mental energy it takes to take my kids shopping. 
Thank goodness for Stitch Fix Kids, which takes the stress out of dressing your kid for the sunshine season with budget-friendly, bright and breezy styles they are going to love. From toddlers to picky tweens, Stitch Fix Kids has growth spurts taken care of with their sizes 2T to 18 and items starting at just $10. And if you have tried taking a kid to a store dressing room lately, well, you know how extremely unawesome that can be. With Stitch Fix Kids, you can skip the dressing room. Your kiddo can try on their fix at home. You just keep what they love and you send back the rest. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free. So try it out today at stitchfix.com slash awesome. You're going to get 25% off when you keep everything in your kids fix. That's stitchfix.com slash awesome for 25% off when you keep everything in your kids fix. Stitchfix.com slash awesome. Okay, we are back. And Rebecca, I have to tell you, as I was... I spent so long putting all my notes together. And right before we started recording, I was just kind of like going back through the books, kind of like thinking, kind of categorizing them to myself. Rebecca, oh my gosh, do I have a type? And my type is Slytherin meets Hufflepuff. It's Grumpy meets Sunshine. <laughs> it's some light enemies to lovers. Almost every single one of mine has that as like the broad category for the kind of romance it is. And I got so embarrassed. I was like, wow. I thought I was making this diverse because I've got contemporary, I've got historical romance, I've got some paranormal romance. And then I was like, but they're basically all the same. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. They just are all nuanced. speaking to my type. <laughs> you know, it's okay. I think that's the thing about romance is that you can have a type of romance, like a genre within the genre of romance that really, really appeals to you. And there is so much to choose from, even from like that one trope of grumpy sunshine. <laughs> okay. Thank you for saying that. That makes me feel a little bit better. Before we get into our book list, we just wanted to talk a little bit broadly about romance in general. I do want to say from the top that the ones that we're going to be sharing today are all heterosexual or hetero romance, there is a whole world of romance out there for every, any and every kind of pairing in the romance that you can think of. We are focusing on the hetero romances today on the show because we wanted to make our starter pack really kind of accessible and approachable for a large audience like we have. But I do want to say, I personally really love a lot of the books that I found in what might be labeled more like a queer romance. I'm going to be sharing some of my favorites from that category later in the week on social media. So if you're into that, stick around for that. But yeah, the great thing about romance is it kind of lets you kind of experiment in your mind, play around with different ideas, and you're going to discover things, I think, as you get further into reading books in this genre that you're like, oh, I didn't know I was interested in that, but tell me more. <laughs> so Tell me more. I think that's one of the big appeals of romance. But Rebecca, you also have some great ideas on what it is that draws people in to the romance genre, especially people who were like, I don't know, I, romance just seems so silly. I don't know if I could ever read a romance book or get into this whole genre. Okay, so the true definition of a romance novel versus just a like a straight fiction novel that has a romantic element to it is that a romance novel has to have a guaranteed happily ever after. 
if it doesn't have the happily ever after, it's not considered romance. It's just considered fiction. So good example of this would be Nicholas Sparks. You know, he writes amazing love stories, but somebody always dies. <laughs> and you are guaranteed to cry and be devastated at the end. That is a fiction novel, not a romance novel. A novel with a love story, but not a romance novel. So why, why though? Why would we choose to read book after book after book that has a guaranteed happily ever after ending on it? Like, we know how it's going to end. And it's predictable. Like, they're going to meet. They're going to fall for each other. There's going to be conflict. They're going to get over it. And they're going to be happy. Well, why do we do that to ourselves? <laughs> what is the appeal? Well, I can think of a lot of reasons. <laughs> I can think of a lot if you just kind of like need a respite from the harsh realities of this world, there's a lot of comfort to be found in romance novels. There is so much comfort in that happily ever after. And in my own romance reading journey, I really fell for reading romance in 2020, in the heat and the thick of the pandemic, in all of the heaviness of the anxiety and the unknown not knowing how things are going to turn out, not knowing what is dangerous and what is safe and what is a good choice and what is a bad choice, a dangerous choice. And then I found romance novels where it's like, oh my goodness, it's just people are in love and everybody ends up happy. Yes, please sign me up. And yes. I ate them up. I could not stop reading them. <laughs> I listened to a podcast episode. From Faded Mates. It is one of my favorite podcasts. They deep dive and talk all about romance novels. They will look at different genres, different tropes within romance, and explore what makes this work and what doesn't. So they were doing an episode that was all about dark romance. Mm. Now, the definition of like dark romance would be when there's maybe a bit of a thriller aspect to it a bit of a suspense aspect to it. Maybe your hero in the story is actually more of a villain-type personality. Maybe they do a lot of really bad things. Maybe they are a murderer. Maybe they kidnapped the woman. You know, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a dark romance has a lot more, like, grit to it. A lot more... Yes. A lot more darkness to it, frankly. And so they were talking about... Okay, so we can understand maybe the appeal of a romance in general being like, feel good, like, it's all about love and like, quality relationships like that, like that seems like bright and cheery and happy. But then there's this subsection of romance fans who crave these dark romances where things get twisted and violent. And what in the world would make us want to consume this type of content? Well, one of the hosts of the podcast was talking about a scientific study that was done on horror movies and that when people watched a horror movie and had spoilers as to how the movie was going to end and then they watched the movie, they rated their experience as a higher level of enjoyment from those who watched the movie and didn't know how it would end. Oh, that's fascinating. Wow. Because I think there's this idea of safe danger. 
Yes. Safe danger. Yes. Yes. That totally makes sense. Like we want to read about the gritty or we want to read something that's like a thriller or maybe dives into like suspense. But like we also want the safety of knowing that this is not going to like Nicholas Sparks on us and our favorite character is going to die off at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We don't want to finish the novel devastated. We want like the grit and the excitement and the thrill of the journey, but we don't want the devastation at the end. And so by reading a dark romance, we have that safety. Yes. Because we know yeah. there's going to be that happily ever after. Absolutely. So that yes. guaranteed happily ever after of the safety of knowing to what to expect, it applies to the dark romance, but it also applies just to romance as a whole, just in general. And yeah. so whether you need something a little bit more cotton candy and bubble gum, just kind of light and fun rom-com, or whether you need something that really like gets your heart pumping like suspense-wise, there's room for both. Like there is both at the table. Yes. Absolutely. And again, it comes back to that whole thing. It's, it's just incredible how much diversity of experience is available to us as romance readers. In fact, speaking about that, we had quite the task as we thought about how do you put together a starter pack because there's so many romances out there. Like, where do we even begin? Rebecca, thankfully, your brain is really geared towards organization, breaking things down into steps and what makes sense. And so you came up with an idea for how we could break down the starter pack and people can kind of dip in and choose what works for them based on the categories you came up with. Yes. So typically on the podcast, we have been categorizing our romance novels when we talk about them in Awesomes of the Week or other episodes as a closed door romance or an open door romance. We are going to break that down even further. But just to give a very brief explanation, a closed door romance means that when things become more intimate when we are approaching perhaps a sex scene, the characters kind of go behind a closed door and the readers are left on the other side. It's more of like a fade to black. Like you're not actually there in the room where it happens. It's mm -hmm. just there's assumptions that are made about what happens, but you're not there for all of the details and all of the intimacy, right? There yes. might be some buildup, but you're not actually reading about the full act. Whereas with Open Door... The door is left open to the reader to be there for the full experience from beginning to end. <laughs> yes. So, but there is a lot of nuance between closed door and open door and a lot of different spice levels. So if you are following somebody maybe online on social media who recommends and rates romance books, they might have their own spice levels to kind of help guide you as to like how spicy is it? Because listen, people have different perspectives. They have different tolerance levels. For some people, a closed door is going to be way spicy enough. And then for others, you know, it's like, well, that was nothing. So we decided to break things down a little bit more. So first we have a totally closed door. That means that there's like no sex. Okay, so maybe there's a kiss. Maybe there might be some conversation about sex, but like no, absolutely no sex is happening. And then we will have like a mostly closed door. And in a mostly closed door, there's maybe some buildup, some foreplay, you know, like things are getting going that way. But when push comes to shove, there's a fade to black and 
you know, you're not there for the whole thing. Then we have an open door book, but it's skimmable. As in, if that wasn't your preference, if you don't want to read about the intimate details, you could very well skim over them and still enjoy the book experience as a whole without feeling like you're missing a lot, without having to skim too much. Maybe there's only like one or two scenes in that book. And then we have like wide open door. Like this book got a lot of details. <laughs> it's got a lot of sex scenes. Okay. Just yep. just skip it. If it's not for you, just skip it because you're not gonna want to <laughs> skim it. It's just gonna be too you're gonna be too frustrated. So those are the four categories that we have. And yep. If you are doing some of your own research to like help you figure out if a book is meeting the expectations, the criteria that you're looking for, I would pay a lot of attention to what types of words are being used in reviews. Words such as like cute or sweet, that is going to lean closed door, no sex scenes. Words like spicy, hot, sexy, that's going to lean open door. Sometimes books are labeled 18 plus Mm -hmm. or they say they have mature content again that's a pretty clear indicator this is an open door romance so please have some grace with us because one thing that i discovered as i was trying to put these books into categories was i read this book now i can't remember even a single solitary thing about the book (laughs) except that i liked it listen shoot Yes. (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) There were two books, two of our starter pack that I originally had shelved and was going to talk about in our fade to black section. And I was like going back and rereading like some reviews to try to remind myself. And both of them were like, there's definitely sex scenes in this. And I was like, I completely forgot that there was actual sex scenes. So I had to shuffle those to a different spot because it is like, especially you've read like dozens, hundreds of romance books in the past couple of years. And so I can see how it especially would be hard for you to remember like, oh my gosh, what was the spicy level on this one? So yes. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. So, I mean, we tried hard, but please have grace with us. Here's a funny story. So one of the books I'm talking about is book two in a series that I just finished, a three book series. I just finished book three last week. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, you could not pay me to figure out what book three was about. I just finished it last week and now I can't remember. Are you kidding me? I got oh my them gosh. all mixed up in my head. Could not remember. So That's so funny. We tried hard. We're doing our best, but please have some grace with us as we explore these more broken down levels of closed door and open door romance. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, with you having said all of that, Let's just kick things off with the totally closed door books. These, again, are going to be very, I will say one of them I picked is very wholesome. One, there's going to be some that even if they're closed door, they may talk about and reference sex or there may be sexual innuendo, those kinds of things. So again, if you're looking for something that's super PG rated, you really got to like read through reviews or ask for recommendations of people who also have that taste in romance books. Because just because a sex scene isn't explicit doesn't mean that there's not talk about sex or sexy things in it. So bear that in mind. But Rebecca, what do you have for your totally closed door 
books for our starter pack. Okay, so I am presenting an author as a whole. Uh, okay. Sophie Kinsella. She's written a ton of books. She's very well-known, very popular. I loved one of her books and made it an awesome of the week. Last year, one time, that was the book, I've Got Your Number. Mm-hmm. And I was told, I was kind of given a heads up. That was the first of hers that I had read. And I was given a heads up, hey, she writes a lot of quality closed-door romance. So I would recommend checking her out. A brief description, again, of I've Got Your Number by Sophie Kinsella is we have Poppy, and she is engaged to a man. Listen, there's a lot of what we're going to call, as they say on that podcast that I love, Faded Mates that reviews romance books. Whenever things are kind of a bit off the rails and you have to suspend disbelief a little bit, they say, for romance reasons. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, like in a modern day contemporary, when in order for somebody to inherit the restaurant, the family restaurant, they have to be married. You know, like that at all does not make any sense. But yet that type of trope comes up all the time. Right. It's for romance reasons. They have to yep. be married in order to get the inheritance, you know. Mm-hmm. So for romance reasons, we will say Poppy is engaged, but she has lost her engagement ring. And has found a stranger cell phone. For romance reasons, she needs to keep this phone because she lost her own, and she gave the stranger's phone number to the hotel where she lost her ring, and she's waiting for them to call her back. Okay? So, anyway, the phone actually belongs to a businessman named Sam. And throughout time, Sam has agreed to let her borrow the phone temporarily until she gets her ring back, and Poppy and Sam end up meddling in each other's lives in really unexpected ways as they navigate sharing a cell phone. Mm-hmm. There's always some predictability that happens with a happily ever after romance. But this book did surprise me on several occasions. And there were times that I like did not understand Poppy's choices at all, was shaking my head at her. But her intentions were always good. And I <laughs> was rooting for her in the end. So this book is closed door has absolutely zero sex. So I highly recommend checking out Sophie Kinsella if you are interested in romance. Another author's name that came up for me was Renee S. Clark. She seems to be very popular within the closed-door romance world, but I have not read any of hers. Because I really only have one book that I'm recommending in this totally closed-door category— because frankly, I could not remember. <laughs> I looked up to see what Sophie's latest book was, and I thought it also sounded intriguing. So I thought, although I have not read it, I would share with you her latest release that was just out this past October. It is The Party Crasher, and it features Effie. And Effie is estranged from her father and his new wife. She's saddened to hear that the two of them are selling her childhood home. But before the sale, the couple is throwing one last bash at the house. Well, Effie decides to crash the party and attempt to find some of her beloved childhood items. And while she is searching the house unseen, she discovers some family secrets and runs into the love of her life, Joe. But then the question is, what will Effie do? Will she leave before being discovered or approach her family and longtime crush about the revelations that she has uncovered? Mm-hmm. Sounds fun and enjoyable. Very charming. Again, yes. Yes, charming. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. 
but maybe an awesome will. Okay, it's called The Party Crashers by Sophie Kinsella. I would check her out along with Renee S. Clark if you are looking for totally closed door romance. Okay, thank you, Rebecca. Like you, I had to like really look through my library and be like, what do I have around here that's closed door? Because there's not much. But I do want to start with a contemporary romance that just came out in January of 2021 that I think is the perfect like dip your toe in the water of romance. If you like to read like general fiction, women's lit, chick lit, I think you would love this book. And it's shipped by Angie Hockman. So again, this is a very light romance, but it's very flirty and very fun. The setup is our main character, our main female character, Henley, works in marketing for a cruise ship line. She's very busy. She takes her job very seriously. She's very career oriented. In fact, so career oriented that she doesn't have time for, you know, dating and those types of things. She's very serious about her work. Then the promotion of her like career lifetime comes up and she's so excited. It's going to make all of her sacrifices worth it. The only problem is that the other person who's up for the same promotion is her work nemesis, Graham. He's the social media manager for this cruise ship line. He's up for the same role. They've never even met in person, but they have been known to have these extremely like aggressively snarky email exchanges. So they've got the tension, the workplace tension going on. In order to compete for the promotion, their boss says they each have to write up a marketing proposal on how they could best entice customers to book a cruise to the Galapagos Islands. And Rebecca, wouldn't you know it? They have to travel there together. (laughs) Oh, no. Yep. So (laughs) romance reasons for sure. But this is just like such a great, sweet book. It is comfortably predictable, enemies to lovers trope. I do think that, and this is amazingly a debut novel from Angie Hockman, but I thought that the chemistry and their banter back and forth was very fun and just very well developed. You get a lot thrown in on the side. And I think that's why this is a great starter book for someone who does traditionally like, you know, some general fiction that's light and breezy and fun. Because you get a lot thrown in on the side besides their romance. You get family conflicts and friendship. You get like some information about how ecotourism works because of this trip to the Galapagos. I know, Rebecca, you look a little skeptical, but really, I think (laughs) it all fits together. It all makes sense. There's some definitely some kissing, but it is definitely closed door. It is a perfect light and breezy starter book and a great summer book, honestly. So again, that is Shipped by Angie Hockman. Now, like I said at the top... I did try to work in some different genres besides contemporary romance, which I would say by far is probably the, well, I don't want to say it's the most prolific. There's so many books and so many different genres. But a lot of times when you hear people kind of in pop culture talking about romance novels, they're usually going to talk about some contemporary romance. I did go way, way back in my library to find this one. This is historical romance, which Rebecca, I know you've dabbled in, but it hasn't really been your thing. It's not my thing. I, okay. I keep trying. I've Me read too. another one. I'm up to two. So. Okay. <laughs> I've read exactly two as well. So here's okay. one of them. <laughs> and I read this years ago. This is way back list. This came out in March of 2012, and it's called Edenbrook, and it's by Julianne Donaldson. Again, I read this years ago. I forgot it was even in my Kindle until I was looking for some closed door. But this is the romance novel for readers who like Jane Austen books, books like Pride and Prejudice. It is a Regency historical novel. So this is the era from 1811 to 1820. If you liked Bridgerton, guess what? You like Regency. 
and this is a Regency romance novel. So it tells the story of Marianne Daventry. She's the main character. The story opens with her being kind of bored and listless in London. Her family's trying to marry her off. She's afraid of getting paired up with a man she's not interested in. Her mother has just died. Her father ran off to France. She's been living with her stodgy old grandmother. Well, the stodgy old grandmother decides to disinherit her nephew, who's very poorly behaved and something of a scoundrel. And she promises her huge fortune to Marianne if, and again, romance reasons, if Marianne can learn how to behave properly. So that's the setup. Marianne and her beautiful and confident twin sister, Cicely, head out of London to the estate of some family friends. The estate is called Edenbrook. And again, that's the title of the story. Well, they run into trouble along the way. The coachman that's driving their carriage is shot. Marianne has to take the reins literally, drives them to safety at a local inn. A gentleman there is really rude to her based on her kind of disheveled appearance. Well, that gentleman turns out to be Philip, our main male character. He's part of the family that belongs to the Edinburgh estate where they're going. So romance blossoms from that little meet cute at the tavern. And it is a really engaging, fun read. I read this years ago before I really thought I was ever going to be into romance. But if you like historical romance, if you like the Bridgerton series, but you wanted something that was maybe a little more wholesome, this book is squeaky clean. It's very romantic and very fun, but definitely very, very much just like a wholesome romance story. Again, if you liked Pride and Prejudice, those kinds of novels, I think you'd be very into Edenbrook by Julia Donaldson. Friends, I'm always on the lookout for ways to spend less time running all over town to different grocery stores, especially with gas prices as high as they are right now. I am so grateful that I can do grocery shopping from home in just a few clicks with Thrive Market. With Thrive Market, you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials and sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products, and it all gets delivered right to your door. And I love this. If you find a price that's lower anywhere else, Thrive Market will match it. Finding everything you need is easy on Thrive Market because you can filter by 90 plus values and lifestyles to find what works for you. That means that you can shop by what you eat and what matters most to you. You can look for your plant-based products, keto, gluten-free, zero waste, BIPOC-owned brands. Thrive Market's got you covered. Not only do I love how easy it is to find our pantry essentials at Thrive Market, I've been super impressed with their health and wellness section. Now I get all of my Nordic Naturals Omega-3 supplements there. I get my kids multivitamins, my vitamin B complex, so many of the products we need for wellness are at Thrive Market and they're cheaper than at the local health food store. So can your grocery store do that? Join Thrive Market today to get 40% off of your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash awesome to get 40% off of your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's thrivemarket.com slash awesome, thrivemarket.com slash awesome. All right, you guys know how I love, love, love all things personality type and all those other fun ways of categorizing myself. So like I'm an ENFP, an Enneagram 9, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Ravenclaw. Isn't it so fun to express all the many different sides of ourselves? Well, let's talk about how fun it is to celebrate 
all that you are and explore who you can be with customizable prescription glasses from Pear Eyewear. So when you order glasses from Pear Eyewear, the first thing you do is you choose your base frame. I went with the Wanda and I chose the clear frame. You guys, every single time I sit down to record with someone and I'm wearing my Wanda's, everyone comments on how cute they are. Their base frames start at just $60 and that includes your prescription lenses. Now, after you pick your base frame, the real fun begins because you can change up your look in a snap and show off who you are with their magnetic top frames. There are hundreds of top frame designs to match whatever base frame you choose. They've got their classic colors. They've got seasonal prints and patterns. They've got a sparkle line for when you are feeling you're awesome. They've got collaborations with DC and Marvel Comics. They've got the sports ball teams, Harry Potter. Yeah, you know, I got the Ravenclaw top frame. I have no regrets. I'm telling you, there are so many ways you can make your glasses custom for you and you can change out your top frames depending on your vibe for the day. So come on, y'all, go get your glasses that are as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style, starting at just $60. Go to PearEyewear.com slash awesome for 15% off of your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash awesome. Okay, let's move on to our next category. This is where we kind of move a step further into how much is revealed to the reader. I call this category, I think, Rebecca, you call it too, the fade to black. This is where, again, there may be some like sexy makeout scenes. There may be some, you know, racy flirting or sexting back and forth or whatever. But when it comes to any details, it's a gentle fade to black for the reader. What do you have on your list for fade to black? Okay. Well, one of my absolute favorites is Life's Too Short by Abby Jimenez. This book came out last year, I believe, and it features Vanessa and Adrian. She is a popular, fun-loving YouTuber who is dealing with some major family drama and a terminal illness. And he is her hot lawyer neighbor who knocks on her door in the middle of the night when she can't get her baby to stop crying. So the pacing of this book is really good. It's a slow burn. Mm, I love a slow burn. (laughs) It's a slow burn as they quickly develop a friendship that has the potential to turn into so much more, but things are complicated. The thing that I love the most about Life's Too Short is how Adrian takes care of her. And, you know, if you're looking for a knight in shining armor to swoop into your life and take care of all that is stressing you out. Yes. <laughs> Including washing your dishes. Uh-huh. Babysitting your kids that won't stop crying. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> is the hero for you. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Again, it's called Life's Too Short. The second one on my list for a mostly closed door, Fade to Black, is One to Watch by Kate Stamen London. Now, this book is so fun. You know I'm a sucker for this one because it is a spinoff uh, of the concept of, like, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette franchise. Yes. So, this in this book, we have a plus-size fashion influencer, B, and I'm not going to tell you who the hero's name is because she's The Bachelorette and there's just a whole ton of them and I can't <laughs> give away who it actually is. <laughs> Yes. So the thing that I love so much about this book is not only is it just a good, fun romance, 
but it really touches in on fat phobia and fat shaming, body image issues, trying to be a body positive light, especially in a real world environment like The Bachelor. Right. In reality, not like necessarily in this book, although it's present in the book, but the reality of The Bachelor franchise is that there is never anybody who fits outside of the Mm -hmm. mold of just one very narrow body shape and type yes. of the show. Yep. And so B steps in the one to watch is called Main Squeeze. That's the mm-hmm. name of the show. Mm-hmm. She steps into this role as a plus size bachelorette and is faced with all of these insecurities and questions about like, how is she going to look on camera? What kind of swimsuit is she going to wear into the hot tub? These guys were not expecting a plus size bachelorette. Are they really going to accept her? You know, how do they really feel? Are they truly attracted to her? Like so many good, valid questions. It was a really good experience for me to read the book. I would consider this to be a fun rom-com style book, but with some real depth to it. Yeah. I really appreciated that about the book. Again, it's called The One to Watch. Yeah. And then my last one for this category of Fade to Black is The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Meg, this is one of my all-time favorite romance books. I love this one so much. In this, we have Leon, who is looking to make some quick cash and decides to rent out his one-bedroom apartment. But it's a bit unconventional because he's still going to stay in the apartment. (laughs) And it's only a one-bedroom. Yes. So he has this weird work schedule where he's always gone at night. And the idea is he's looking for a flatmate who will rent out the space when he's not there. Like, he won't be out there on the weekends. He's going to be sleeping during the day. And then they'll swap off. And she can sleep in the bed at night. I mean, it's romance reasons, right? Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Yes. So it's Tiffy and Leon. And they start to build a relationship through these little post-it note messages that they leave around the apartment. And it is incredibly sweet and a delightful slow burn. It starts with things like, I bought some more milk or can you please remember to take out the trash? Like obvious, like little roommate things. And then it blossoms into more. And Mm -hmm. it's just, oh my goodness, this book is so delightful. I just absolutely love it. I think the most unique part of the book is that the relationship is built on a foundation of friendship through the notes and that they don't even know what the other person looks like. Yes. It's not that, hey, I am here for a book that is like they lock eyes from across the room and they just have to have each other. I love that in a book. I will eat it up every time. But this one where they form like that intellectual and emotional connection without ever seeing the other person. Oh, my goodness. I'm here for that, too. (laughs) Can I have both, please? (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca wants it all. And we can I do. I do. And I can have it all because there's a romance (laughs) book for everything. That's again. This one was called The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Okay, so good. Well, like I said, I had two books on this list in this section that I could have sworn were Fate of Black. They weren't. So then I panicked. I moved those to the different part of the list. I was running through the virtual stacks of my library. I was like, what have I read that's Fate of Black? And I remembered, I've talked about this on the show, but it's been years ago. And it's the book Neanderthal Seeks Human by Penny Reed. This book came out in July of 2019. 
Penny Reed is probably one of the more prolific and definitely one of the more popular writers of contemporary romance. And I absolutely loved this book by her. So we follow our female main character, Janie Morris. Janie, bless her heart, she loses her boyfriend, her apartment, and her job all in the same day. And so she is just having a time. She is going through it. Well, somebody at the building where she works, where she's just lost her job, a man named Quinn sees all of this happen. And she's noticed him before because he is very conventionally attractive. In fact, she has nicknamed him in her mind, Sir McHotpants. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. (laughs) So he sees all of this go down and he makes an offer to her that she can't refuse in a non-sexual way. It has to do with like job and stuff like that. Janie is a really fun heroine. She's very quirky I read some reviews, and I would kind of agree with this. Even though Penny Reed doesn't come right out and say this, Janie definitely presents like she may be like on the autism spectrum, just super, super extremely smart, but also has a tendency, when, especially when she's nervous, to just start giving a lot of trivial knowledge that she knows she's really smart. And so when she's nervous, she just kind of starts talking and spitting facts about things. She's very funny. She's like does not even know how awesome she is as a person. And then we have Quinn. I think Quinn is the perfect, great alpha male for anyone who's new to romance because he is very good looking. He's very powerful, but he's also really captivated with Janie from the beginning. Alpha male is a whole character category in romance and in life, I guess you could say. (laughs) True. But in romance... Sometimes there could be good alpha males and sometimes there's like really jerky, dark, mean, brooding ones. But Quinn is a good one. He's that really fun book boyfriend who finds all of Janie's quirkiness really endearing. This book is so sweet and sexy. It's kind of like if you sat down and just started binge watching episodes of New Girl. It's that level of quirky, flirty fun. Also, a great part about this book that I had forgotten about until I was writing up my notes on this is all of the side friendships of Janie and her friends. In fact, this is the first in Penny Reed's Knitting in the City series. And so through Janie, you meet all of her friends who then go on to have their own books in the Knitting in the City series. They have a little knitting group, as you might imagine from the name. But it's very sexy banter. There definitely are references to sex, both like in the academic sense, but also the personal sense. But the sex scenes themselves are fade to black. So... There's that. That book, again, is called Neanderthal Seeks Human, and it's from Penny Reed. All right, Rebecca, if people want to find you to talk about romance novels, to give you recommendations, to ask for recommendations, or just talk about anything, where can we find you all around the web? My website is simplyrebecca.com, and my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram at simplyrebecca. Okay, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find Sorta Awesome wherever you look on social media. Just search us for Sorta Awesome and you'll find us there. Oh, this has been quite the journey. I hope you have a summer filled with wonderful reading in the romance realm. We would love to hear all about it. Tag us, hashtag Sorta Awesome on social media and so we can find you on there. Awesome, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.